warning, this podcast episode will contain graphic depictions of harm to humans and also harm to deceased animals. So if this is something that is potentially triggering to you, please choose another episode to listen to and make sure to self-care. Hello guys, and welcome to the Randomverse Podcast. You're here with me, the real Haley. <laughs> and me, Amber. <laughs> um, so this week, uh, it's it's a Monday, so it's true crime, paranormal. Uh, we're finally doing yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> we're on a schedule, guys. Uh, yeah. Um, today feels very Monday to me. It's, ve- it's very much Monday. Which is crazy, because I thought yesterday... I literally, okay, so me and Andrew were watching a movie yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was like, is today Saturday? And he's like, no, it's Sunday. And I was like, are you for real? Like, I, I legitimately <laughs> thought it was Saturday. Yeah, no, I had a really long weekend, too. I decided to be social IRL, Oof. which was, well, I went and had dinner with a friend, Mason. I went and had dinner with, with him and his wife. I haven't seen him in over a year since before COVID, and it was his birthday a couple days ago, like last week. And I was like, we need to, we need to go to dinner. So we went to dinner. It was an adventure. <laughs> Never- As it is these days. <laughs> yeah. I haven't gone out to eat on a Saturday in a really long time. Like, I just eat from home, uh, you know? Uh, and so I forgot how awful it is trying to find somewhere to eat on a Saturday night. It's and so bad. It's so, it's so bad. And it's like, you can't make a reservation because there's like an hour wait and you can't make a reservation because it's not yeah. fair. Because our state, we live in Mississippi. Mississippi has completely decided to open up entirely. Mm -hmm. There's no mask mandate. Um, I don't even know if they're really enforcing social distancing anymore. They weren't where I was. A lot of them weren't to begin with, but some restaurants were. But from what I've seen, like when I've been out door dashing and I have to go into the restaurant, there's like very little social distancing I hardly see anybody with a mask except for usually the workers have them on, but not even always in that case. Um, But everything is so packed. Yes. Because the mandate has been lifted. So now everybody's just like coming out of the woodwork to do anything and everything. And it's like, like in your case, you've been waiting a year to like see this person. Yeah. Versus everybody else has still been going out and doing their thing this whole year. Mm -hmm. So you waited a year and you're still having to deal with all these other people that have been doing this from the beginning. And I think it's just really stupid. Yeah. Well, we wore our mask. Uh, We ended up going to a place called Half Shell Oyster House. Well, I've heard of of them. It's, It's pretty good. Um, we went there because everywhere else was like an hour and a half wait. There it was like a 45 minute wait and we're like, yes. And they had an open bar and we were like, drinks, please. Uh, and this time around. I don't think I've ever been to an open bar. Really? Yeah. Well, you know. (laughs) You don't go out a lot. I don't go out a lot. And even when I do, like, I used to be like a big part of the Christian crowd. So drinking was pretty frowned upon. (laughs) And I'm just, I'm not a big drinker any, like, I I drink, mm-hmm. but I don't drink often. Right. And you drink slowly. Yes. So, like. I drink slowly. Um, 
And also, like, I'm on medication that makes me a complete fucking lightweight now. Uh Look, I used to take eight shots of rum. (laughs) Be fine. Yeah. Now I drink, like, one and a half mixed drinks and I'm... Hey, hey, mixed drinks will put you on the floor. You cannot underestimate. Yeah, you have to be careful with those fuckers. So, like, usually it's me and my friend Mason who get really drunk. And then, like, his wife and my boyfriend Joel have to, like, be the DDs and, like, you know, take care of us. Well, this time around it was, it was swapped. It was, it was his wife and Joel who got drunk. So, I had to, I had to drive drunk Joel home and put him to bed. He was messing, he was in Andrew's chat on on his stream the other night. Oh he literally goodness. came on. He was like, "I'm drunk," of and we were he like, did. "Oh boy!" He did that on on the drive home. I totally forgot about that. He literally <sighs> was like, "They were like, Joel, you should come play this with us." And then he was, Joel said he was drunk, and they were like, "Oh yeah, no, never mind." Never and Joel mind. was like, "No, no, no, I'm I'm gonna go to my house, get my computer right now, no. I'll be on my way." And they're like, "Joel, no, no, don't do that." And he was like. It's, this is really weird driving like this. We were like, dude, he wasn't driving. <laughs> he wasn't driving. I was driving. And uh, he didn't make it to his house. He stayed at my house that night because I was like, Makes I really, because I was tired. I was like, I really don't feel like driving home. And you're drunk. And yeah, you're just going to stay here. <laughs> you're going to stay put <laughs> and not do anything that could cause you harm or harm to others. Yes. Just get sober. But like, we'll make it through. Yeah. I mean, it it was good. Like, it was fine. Um, I was just excited to see my friend again. Yeah. Because, like, he's gotten married, like, during COVID, and I, I wasn't able to be there. Yeah, that really Because sucks. they kept it, like, just family, because restrictions, and it was like, oh. So. Yeah. yeah, COVID really took away a lot of things from a lot of people. Yeah. I was supposed to be in the wedding party. I was supposed to be bridesmaid oh, yeah, for his wife. Oh, I told him that we need to have, like, a little, like, like friend wedding. Just, like, go through the motions. Don't, Dude, don't even have to dress up. Andrews too. Like, I, you know, ours was Harry Potter themed. And it was a beautiful wedding. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong. It was gorgeous. Like, it didn't scream Harry Potter. There was just some Harry Potter elements mm-hmm. to it. But there was so many people that were invited there that mm-hmm. I honestly didn't want to be there. Mostly just because I didn't know them. Yeah, it was a lot of family that, like, our parents invited. Right. My, like, mom literally, like pretty much guilted me into inviting some of them because you know she had sentimental ties and honestly i would like to go back and i i want to change my dress i want to change the jewelry that i wore i want to change um our vows like a lot of things you should do like a like this might like like this will be like early for one but like a vow renewal yeah and like on, on like your fifth year anniversary like usually like people do that on their 25th or the 50th but just three more years just three more years and you can redo it and and i want to have alcohol at my yes oh my gosh we I'm... weren't allowed because okay and andrew's still in this job he's not allowed to drink yeah so we we didn't have alcohol at the wedding but also because a lot of the people that were invited were also people that he worked with mm-hmm. and they also couldn't drink and a lot of our family are christian and no no, no alcohol, alcohol. alcohol is up the i would love to drink at my wedding okay we didn't even get to do like champagne <laughs> toast, toast champagne, or anything yeah. we literally had like sparkling grape juice or something like it that it felt like a child's party it was i, and, I kind of hated it in that in that respect yeah and i want to make sure i get some goddamn food this time yeah too. there wasn't a lot of food like like no. i didn't even well I, I was in the wedding party and like i don't think any of us got much food no and somebody packed me and andrew a plate 
but like it didn't have hardly anything on like it was one plate of food for the both of us yeah and it didn't have hardly anything on it but i i was told later that a lot of like people who brought their kids that we didn't know they were bringing their kids yeah their kids kept going up to the bar and just eating straight off the bar they weren't even getting food they were just sticking their hands and everything and looking back from covid times i'm like that's really fucking gross yeah really like gross. who the fuck did not pay attention and stop the kids from doing that. There, um, unless it's a special case, children would not be allowed at my wedding. No. <laughs> unless you were, like, a part of my wedding or I have, a, like, an actual relationship with, with you. Child. Not like I'm just related to you, but I have a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. You're not coming to my wedding. No offense, but, um, I think in a lot of cases, like, weddings just are not a place for kids. No. Especially... Like a baby, an infant, maybe. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to have to crying in the middle of my ceremony. But like a baby, I understand, especially a newborn. But like toddlers to like ten years old, please do not bring your children. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> they're gonna be bored the whole time. Oh yeah, it's 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 fun for an adult to go to. It's not fun for a kid to go to. Yeah, just like drop your kid off at their friend's house, and they will have a way much better time. Like, they are not, one, they're going to be bored, and two, they're not going to remember who the hell's wedding they're at. No. Because I remember going to weddings as a kid and, like, not remembering, like, who was it for? Why did I have to go there? I was so bored. I remember the cake was good, and I got to dance on a dance floor. Yeah, that, that was, is all I remember. I would have had a much better time just, like, being at a friend's house or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kids. That went to a whole different room anyway, than we intended it to, but yeah. that's, how, that's how these normally go for yep. us. So, uh... I think we're just going to get right into it. I am uh, taking over for this episode because it's been a while since you guys have heard my voice for a long period of time. And I I, I know you guys missed that. So, ow. Oh, are you okay? <laughs> no, I hate this desk. I know this desk is really not ideal for gaming or podcasting or, or anything. Anything. <laughs> it's a nice desk. But like writing. It looks really cool. It's a writing desk and it's yeah. cool and vintage, and vintage but was, like. Andrew calls it his pirate desk. It is very it much pirate desk. pirate feeling but it it's not great for like it would make more sense like even my table would work better than this Andrew's desk. Yeah I cannot tell you how many times I've banged my, my knee on this trying to get my knees underneath the table because and you already Tall. have got awful knees to be in with. Oh, yeah. My knees are, like, I have the knees of, like, a 90-year-old. It's not good. Your knees have been through it. <laughs> um, so, today, we're not talking about true crime. And we're not talking about paranormal. But that's what Mondays are for. Um, today, we're talking about spontaneous human combustion. And I'm excited. I'm I'm not, not excited because it's a thing. I'm excited because it's interesting. It is interesting. And it's very, it's one of those things that's like, you would think by now we would have a pretty solid explanation for it because it's been happening for a long time. Mm, hundreds of years. Yeah. But there's still no, there's some explanations, but not a lot. And not a whole lot that actually makes sense either. Right. Um, so you might be asking if you don't know, what is spontaneous human combustion? And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's whenever a, a living being, in most cases a human, just break out into fire. <laughs> like, they just, like, are on fire for no reason. And usually it comes from, like, the abdomen area, and they just burn to, like, ashes. And <laughs> in it, a lot of cases, it's just ashes. Yeah. And I've, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but in a lot of cases, isn't it, in a lot of cases, it's just 
them and their clothes that burn. It's not a whole lot of their surroundings that catch on fire yes. afterwards. And uh, yes, that is true. And also, like, sometimes, like, their, like, extremities will be left alone. And, like, just, like, their torso and, like, upper body would be burned. So, like, in a lot of cases that, like, I'm going to read about today, like, people's feet are still, like, legs and feet are still there. Which is, which is wild. So crazy. So... What is the first mention of spontaneous human combustion? Well, this dates back to the 1400s. Like I said, hundreds of years. That's a really long time. Um, so, in the history books, it is said that a knight, uh, an Italian knight by the name of Polonus Vorstius, uh, in the late 1400s, uh, he was described as liking wine, women, and song. <laughs> sounds sounds no sounds about from right. Today. <laughs> Um, but it, it said that one night he consumed two big ladles of very strong wine and it disagreed with him. So, like, he was, he was not feeling good. And people, you know, like, he, like, he was around people all night and people witnessed him vomiting fire and then he just completely burst into flames. He was vomiting fire? He was vomiting fire, which... Like, keep in mind, this account is from the 1400s, and things can get skewed in, like, translation. But, like, how do you skew that? Holy shit, this dude was a fucking dragon! A dragon. What the? He was a dragon who didn't transform right. I mean, yeah, it didn't end well for him, but Jesus Christ, vomiting fire? Yeah. And Did he swallow a match after he drank that wine? <laughs> No. I'm sorry, I'm just, my mind yeah. is blown. Yeah, <laughs> it's fuck. crazy. Um, and, like, no one else had this issue with, with the wine. Like, like everyone else who drank it was fine. Oh, my God. It was just him. What yeah. did you do? I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to victim blame him at all. But right. That is really wild that he just vomited fire? Yep. And that's all the details on that one. And then he just burst into flames. Yep. That's insane. Yeah. Spontaneous human combustion is my biggest irrational fear now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> it's uh, so rare. We were just talking about, well, yeah, I want to go out and drink. No, this dude <laughs> vomited fire and then exploded. I am not drinking anytime soon. <laughs> At least not wine. He, he, he drinks some very strong wine. I love wine. Well, like, also, like, back then, their wine was so strong. That's true. Because they didn't, like, uh, filter it. Uh, um, so it was, like, real. Uh, so damn yeah r.i.p what was his name polonius polonius vorstius r.i.p polonius he's italian sorry dude so the second instance uh we skip about 200 years um in 1663 um there is a danish antonomist named thomas barth and he has been credited with like having the first written account of spontaneous human combustion. So the one that we talked about, like, what happened to the Italian knight, that was passed down, like, orally. You know, like, it wasn't written. It was just, like, witnesses kept, like, spreading the story. Well, this guy, uh, Dr. Bartholin, actually wrote it down. So in 1663, he described how a woman in Paris, quote, went up in ashes and smoke, end quote, while she was sleeping. The straw mattress on uh, that she was sleeping on was not touched by any flame. It had no char marks. It had not caught fire. Only her. 
Yeah, this is one that I do remember hearing about a, a while ago that I and thought was crazy. Yeah. So, like, just, like, this person catches on fire, but, like, their surroundings are untouched. Just covered in, like, their remains. And so the next case that we have is another hundred years. Um, and this one is a member of nobility. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So the victim in this one is Countess Cornelia de Bondi. Um, she was the countess who lived in the 1700s. She was found halfway between her bed and her window one morning with everything except her lower legs and three fingers burned. Uh, Apparently, uh, people speculate that she had, like, gotten out of bed to go open the window in the middle of the night because she was probably feeling, like, hot and, like, feverish and not too good. And she went to go open the window, uh, but she burst into flames before she could reach the window because she was found, like, laying down on her stomach, like, kind of, like, reaching towards the window. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, And in the room... Uh, two candles had been burned, um, and the but the wicks were left completely unburned. Like the wax was melted, but the wicks had not been lit. That's crazy. Yeah. So she, she like when she burned, she melted the wax. Yes, but not the wicks. So, like soot covered the room, including like some bread that she had on her bedside table, and. <laughs> Here's just a little side note of, like, how weird the 1700s were. Um, the bread that had her ashes on them was taken from the plate and offered to a dog. The, the dog refused to eat it, uh, but, like, someone tried to give the bread to a dog. Like, the bread that... Was covered in her ashes, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. That, that was just a little side note that I saw, and I was just like, what? That's awful. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, Why? Oh, just man, throw this the bread away. Lady. Oh, don't want to waste this bread. Here you go, little doggy. Oh, the dog turned it down Thank because God. Uh, that he's dog sensible. Has some human decency. <laughs> Jesus. Mm, yeah. It's awful. Yes. Um. Good on you, dog. <laughs> uh, let's see. I was gonna say something, but I forgot. We're just gonna move on to the next one. The next one happened in 1725, and. It, uh, a woman, Nicole Millet, she was the wife of a Parisian innkeeper. One day she found her husband. Um, oh, I'm sorry. She was found by her husband uh, after their entire inn uh, started smelling of smoke. And the only thing that was left, uh, she was found in the kitchen and she was completely reduced to ash. Um, but like the, the wooden utensils that were in the kitchen were unburned. And other accounts say that she had burned on a straw pallet and that the straw was only a little bit singed. Um, and, like, the like, like this scene looked suspicious. And so the police and everything at the time were like, oh, her husband did it. Like, her husband yeah, killed her. Yeah, husband did lit her on fire. So he was tried and found guilty of murder. Um, but he was able to appeal it. And he used the spontaneous human combustion defense and was uh, exonerated. So that's interesting. Yes. Like I want to know what evidence they had other than just her being on fire that they had of him to be involved with that. Yeah. Well, again, like there there isn't a lot of information on these older ones, especially. So it doesn't give any like context of like 
how that day went what was their relationship like yeah. like did he do it or did and did he lie about the like is there defense? even a possibility that he could have been involved right i mean i don't know but that's just another instance where it could have been simultaneous human combustion oh i remember what i was gonna say do you want to know um what what degree a uh, crematorium furnace burns at? what degree three thousand degrees so these people were three over three thousand degrees probably Yes, because cause even in a crematorium that burns at 3,000 degrees, it, it takes hours to burn a human's body to ashes. And theirs, like, happen in minutes. Mm-hmm. Or so, seconds. Like, mm-hmm. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was definitely over 3,000 degrees. It was probably, mm-hmm. like, I don't even know how high it would have to be to burn that fast. Yeah. I, I just want to throw that out there just to give more context and, like, how bizarre this is. Yeah, so how could he have even possibly gotten her to that degree of heat? And, like, not had burns on him in. Yeah, if he had done that. Yeah, I don't know. Or not even burn, like, the surrounding area. I don't know. <sighs> Here's another one. This is in 1885. So this happened on Christmas Eve in Seneca, Illinois. So we're moving to America for this one. Uh, and a woman named Matilda Rooney uh, suddenly just burst into flames. She was alone in her kitchen, just like in the last case, in the kitchen. Um, and it says, says that the fire burned quickly and burned her entire body except for her feet. Uh, this incident also uh, claimed the life of her husband, who had suffocated from the fumes in another part of the house. So, like, the fumes and the smoke traveled to the house and he died from, uh, like, inhalation. And it left, like, police and investigators, like, baffled. Because I think this is the first case in America in, like, 1885. So, it left people, like, really baffled. And, like, there was no reason to suspect foul play because the husband died as well. And he seemed, like, 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 he didn't do it, you know? Right. And I don't think they had any enemies. Like, it was just, like, there was no other explanation than, like, she was caught on fire. Yeah. Um, Because they... What year was this? This was 1885. I was going to say, at this point, they should have some way to be able to tell if a fire was intentionally set, right? I mean, yes. And so, they did, like, some investigation, and they couldn't find a source for, like, where the fire started. Like, like nowadays, and, like, for, like, the past like, few hundred years, you, like, people can look at a fire scene and tell, like, where it was, like, where it started. And, like, what kind of starter was used. But in, in these cases, there's no evidence to be found of that. So, that's why it's spontaneous human combustion. Because it comes from the person. Yeah. Not from another source. And although the flames had been intense enough to, like, burn her to ashes, like, the rest of the kitchen was fine. Just like in the other stories. Like, the room was fine. Uh, and, yeah, it, it seemed to have started from her body. And stayed, like, confined to her body. And it's just, like, insane. It is it's insane. really sad that it claimed the life of her husband as well because he was in the house and right. just didn't realize. And just, like... And apparently, um, inhaling, like, burned flesh, especially from humans, can cause, like, significant health issues. So, like, it can cause, like, lung cancer and things like that. Because, like, one, you're inhaling smoke. And two, like... As humans, like, our skin contains things that are toxic, believe it or not. It's That's why... It's our protection barrier. It's going to have 
stuff in it that it's protecting us from on the inside. Right. That's why if uh, like people eat other people, it messes with their brain because like there's like chemicals in our skin and our in our muscles and fat and stuff that's not compatible with our bodies to be consumed and uh it it, it can fuck someone up it makes sense why cannibals like once they start one they don't stop into they just like they're like like descend. behavior gets even more bizarre like they descend into madness yeah it's a little extra fun fact so another one this is in 1938 so we're jumping forward like over like almost 100 years so 1938, uh, and the victim is Mabel Andrews, and she just burst into flames in front of her fiance and a few people at a party, and because she was staring at, she was standing at the top of a staircase, and she just like suddenly like burst into flames, and a biologist by the name of Brian Ford, like was trying to disprove the spontaneous human combustion theory. Because um, he calls it the wick effect, which I will talk about later as a possible explanation for, like, spontaneous human combustion. Uh, but, like, just a little quick overview. It suggests that, like, human fat will combust, like, a wick, like a like a handle wick. And if it rubs against clothing at a certain temperature, then it'll, like, burst into flames. <laughs> That's bizarre <laughs> yes um, um. <laughs> so um dr ford <laughs> actually tested the theory on a pig on like pig fat oh no so he marinated uh pig like abdominal tissue from a pig in acetone which is highly flammable <laughs> and he set it on fire and I'm like, that's that's well, not testing acetone. what happened. Of course, it's gonna set on fire. I'm like, I'm like, this isn't testing what happened to uh, this to Maybell Andrews though. Like, I understand they're using the <laughs> a pig fat because it's the closest to human that mm-hmm. you can get, but acetone. Do we have acetone in our bodies in any like level? Maybe small amounts because like we have small amounts of pretty much any everything in our bodies. You know, like maybe small amounts of acetone, I'm about to do some but like not enough to set someone on fire. Hang on. And like, uh, there's some like notes that I have later about like like no matter how much alcohol you drink, you can never drink enough for it to be flammable within your body right. to set you on fire. Um. So then, okay. Low levels of acetone are normally present in the body Mm -hmm. from the breakdown of fat. The body can use it in normal processes that make sugar and fat. So, yes, we have acetone, but like we said, it's a low level. Yeah, it's very low amounts. It's like just enough to get a job done in our bodies, and but like not enough to hurt us. (laughs) Like not not enough to set us on fire. So, yeah, like... Sorry, one of the questions on here is, can I drink acetone? Please don't. Why would you want (laughs) to? Why? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Please don't. Don't do that. Only drink water. (laughs) Um, As I drink Coke Zero. (laughs) Yeah. Drink water as we're over here drinking Coke Zeros. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so this this biologist uh, experiment was greatly flawed. So, it it has not been looked at as, like, serious evidence because... He just put highly flammable substance on some pig fat and set it on fire. Uh, it doesn't really test, like, spontaneous hemo combustion. So, the next case I was able to find uh, happened on December 5th, 1966. 
and the body of 92-year-old Dr. Irving Bentley was found in his Pennsylvania home by a meter reader. It's like someone was coming to like read his, like, his electric meter, and he found his body. Well, he didn't find his body. <laughs> Actually, the only part that was found was a leg and a foot. <laughs> the rest of the body had been burned to ashes in the bathroom. And part of the doctor's uh, robe was actually burned and was like at like was like laying on the floor and his walker was left behind um and the bathtub was actually blackened from like the fire so like mm. so like this room was actually affected by the combustion but to be fair it, it was a bathtub so like maybe if it had been well, a like, softer more flammable surface there would have been just some deterioration versus this is like you know like whenever you light a candle and if it doesn't like if it's too the flame is too big like the side of the glass will mm-hmm, turn black mm-hmm. that's probably what happened but also in earlier cases like this woman was lying on a straw bed and the straw bed was untouched so oh, yeah you're right, you're right yeah it's just really bizarre and but like that wasn't like the most eye-catching thing in the room uh there was also a massive hole in the vinyl floor that was two feet by four feet. And it had eaten, like, all the way into, the, like, the wood floor underneath, like, the subfloor. And just left a pile of ashes in the basement. Mm. But the rest of the house was fine. Like, like just the bathroom and, like, the bathroom floor was burned. That's crazy, though. But it didn't spread throughout the house, which you think it would. You know? Yeah. Especially in 1966. Like, if it's hot enough to, like, get rid of human body parts, it should spread throughout the entire house. Yeah so the next one is in 1967 and this happened on a passenger bus in english in english in In england uh uh, okay a passenger on a bus (laughs) noticed blue flames coming from the window of apartment building nearby and she thought it was a gas jet so like a gas leak or something and called the fire they call it the fire brigade is there firefighters the fire brigade i like that um, and when they got, like, to the apartment, they found the body of Robert Francis Bailey, who was a homeless man. And a fireman reported seeing a slit in the man's abdomen, abdomen where blue flames were coming from. Blue? Yeah. Blue's, like, hotter than Blue was, like, flames, super hot. Right? Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. And I do believe this man survived. What? Yeah, I don't have it written down, but I remember hearing about this story, and I'm pretty sure he lived what year was this it's 1967 hold on let me google oh no oh i did it okay uh hold on let me google it a little bit more because i remember hearing this story and i just kind of wrote it down quickly but now that i'm saying it out loud i'm like yeah i'm pretty sure he survived england That's not it. Well, dang. I'm like finding... that there's a band called SHC It's a band. Okay. Sorry. Oh, here it is. Well, there are more cases that I haven't even touched on. So, Robert Francis Bailey was a homeless man and... He was inside an abandoned home, so not an apartment building, an abandoned home in South London, 
And at 5.21 a.m. in September 1967, uh, someone on a bus saw blue flames and called the fire brigade. And one firefighter reported, quote, When I got in through the window, I found the body of a tramp named Bailey laying at the bottom of the stairs leading up to the second floor. He was lying partly on his left side. There was a four-inch slit in his abdomen from which was issuing, at force, a blue flame. The flame was beginning to burn the wooden stairs. We, extingu we extinguished the flames by playing a hose into the abdominal cavity. Bailey was alive when he started burning. He must have been in terrible pain. His, sink his teeth were sunk into the mahogany newel post of the staircase. Ooh. I had to pry his jaws apart to release the body. The fire was coming from within the abdomen of his body. There's no doubt whatsoever the fire began inside the body. That's the only place it could have begun, inside that body. End quote. So he did die. I don't know where I got that he left from. But Bailey had been conscious. Like, he'd been, like, alive and conscious because he was biting the, the wooden stairs. The stairs. Because, like, from the pain. So he was alive when it happened. Um, That's so sad. And there was evidence to, to suggest that he had been convulsing in agony as the fire, like, consumed him. That's, that sounds so awful. Yeah, and the same firefighter described, uh, and I quote, there was about a four-inch slit in his stomach, and the flame was emanating from that four-inch slit like a blowtorch. It was a blue flame. The flame was actually coming from it, from the body itself, from inside the body. He was burning literally from the inside out, and it was definitely under pressure. And it was impinging on the timber flooring below the body so much so that the heat from the flame was charred into the woodwork. And down on the bottom, it says that originally that his cause of death was asphyxia due to inhalation of fire fumes. But then after they reviewed his case, they changed it to unknown causes. Yeah, I don't know where I got that he survived from. Um, but yeah. This one's fairly recent, like looking at like, like historically. Mm -hmm. This is like... In the six, like late sixties, like, and there were m multiple witnesses to this, and like it's just like he had like a cut in his abdomen, a fire was just coming out come like from? like a blowtorch. Like, did the fire just split open his stomach, or did his stomach split open and then the fire started coming out? Like, I mean, I know there's no way for us to know, because right? No one was there when it started. Um, but the fact the fire was still going and he was deceased, yeah, like he was dead when they found him. But the fire was still going. Yeah, that's... This is probably the most bizarre one for me. Yeah. Because... I don't know what to think because every other case it's been... They find them long after the fire's gone out. And they're burned to ashes. Yeah. yeah. They're completely burnt. And in this case... You find it in the middle of it. He was dead, but the fire was still going. Mm hmm So the next case um, was in France in the 1970s. Um, it was Jeanette Kazmarazic. I'm so sorry. Um, her husband, like, mysteriously disappeared. Like, no one could find him. Like, he was a missing person. And Jeanette contacted the authorities, you know, but they couldn't find anything. And then a few days later, while her son was out with some friends, a neighbor found Jeanette's body, except for her legs, <laughs> reduced to ash in an otherwise undisturbed apartment. So her husband went missing and then she caught on fire? Yeah. And the only thing left were her legs. Where the fuck did her husband go? 
That's so crazy. Yeah, maybe we'll have to look more into this one and like do like a little update. But like that's all I could really find Dude. from like my little like short short deep dive. <laughs> that sounds like something happened mm-hmm. and then something came back. <laughs> sounds like a government cover up to something. me. I'm just cover kidding. Cover up a conspiracy <laughs> aliens uh ghost men in black <laughs> literally there's so many possibilities because that's so crazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we're actually jumping back uh i put this in the wrong spot this is 1951 um but a 67 year old widow named mary reeser was found in her saint petersburg florida home on the morning of july 2nd uh, her landlady discovered that her front door handle was like really hot and so when the landlady broke into the apartment with the help of some men, they found a slipper clad foot and what looked like a charred shrunken skull, but no other body parts were present. Wow. Um, so did they find like enough ashes to say, okay, this is probably the rest of her body or was it just like, we don't know where that shit is? Well, uh, I think they found like ashes and like burnt bones and things, um, because it says the gruesome remains sat in a puddle of grease on the floor where Reese's easy chair used to be. So I'm taking that as her chair burned as well and like completely melted and there was grease all over the room. Mm. Uh, the rest of her apartment showed very little as evidence of fire. So it was just like where, like where she usually sat in her like easy chair. Um, paranormal enthusiasts see Reeser's death as a classic example of spontane- spontaneous human combustion, although skeptics point out that the woman was a confirmed smoker who'd taken at least two sleeping tablets that day, and they're thinking that maybe she had dropped a cigarette and, like, caught herself in her chair on fire mm. and, like, probably, like, was, like, asleep whenever it happened. Uh, but, like, this has happened to so many people, and, like, some of these people didn't smoke. So it just makes you think, like, what about those other people? And like, yeah, sure, like this could be an explanation for this one, but like, like I've heard of like cigarettes being to like being able to burn down an entire house, but like, why would it only burn like a person in a certain area and not spread? And why would a cigarette get so like? Why would a cigarette cause a fire so hot that it literally burns people to ashes? Yeah, I don't know. That's just skeptics trying to find an answer. Um, so then, in 1982, uh, a mentally handicapped woman named Jean Lucille Safin, or she's known as Jeannie, um, she was sitting with her elderly father at their home in Edmonton in London. So another London case. Um, and to her dad's horror, Jeannie's upper body suddenly became enveloped in flames. Uh, the stove that they were sitting next to was unlit and there was no smoke or fire damage that could be found anywhere else in the room except the wooden chair that she was sitting in at the time. Mr. Saffin and his son-in-law, Donald Carroll, managed to put the blaze out, but after a brief hospital stay, Jeannie died of third-degree burns. Damn. Yeah. So, like, they were able, like, it happened in front of people, so they were able to put her out. And she survived for a while, but the, the third degree burns were so bad that she passed Well, away. especially if it's coming from the inside of these people, like, their organs are completely wrecked. Oh, yeah. And there's, I don't think there's a way to fix that. 
on the no. inside, you know? Like, how do you treat a burn on the inside of someone's body? You can only do so many skin grafts. And skin grafts are really difficult to do internally. Like, they can be done, but it's very difficult. Um, so, yeah. And third-degree burns are no joke. Um, and again, like, some people tried to come up with an explanation, and they said that maybe an ember from her father's pipe ignited her clothing and set her on fire. But, like, I've had embers and ashes fall on me before from, like, and, like cigarettes and things. They and, hurt. I mean, it might put, like, a hole in my clothes, but they don't... They don't set me on fire. They don't fire. typically catch me on fire. And even so, like, this is to the point that she had third-degree burns on her body. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see an ember getting to that point. Right. Like, maybe it's possible, but, like, very, very unlikely. Right. Like, yeah, I don't want to say that anything's impossible, but it just doesn't sound like that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So the next one, um, all the rest of these, except for the very last one, don't have a date, so I'm not sure when they happened. But the next one, um, a man by the name Jack Angel had been hospitalized with severe burns... Um, and he also tried to sue the manufacturer of his hot water heater for $3 million because he said that he had to check the, the malfunctioning heater and it blew and scalded him. However, a doctor noted that his body had burned from the inside out, not the outside in. So shortly afterwards, he changed his story and said that he fell asleep only to wake up with terrible burns all over his body and then sold his story as a survivor of spontaneous human combustion and apparently, he also changed his story, like, a third time. Mm. So, I feel like, I, I think, he, like, his first story, he was like, I don't know, I just woke up with burns. And then he tried to sue the water heater company because he was like, I can get money out of this. Well, probably that was also because that, that was, like, that has to be what it was because that was the only thing that he could think of right. at the time that would have even caused something like that. Right. So, like, first, so like his first story was, I don't know, I woke up with burns and then... Like people, like, people were like, well, you can't just wake up with burns. Like, I have no idea how he got them. So, he made up this story. To, and then he was like, oh, maybe I can get money out of this. So, he tried to sue. And then doctors debunked that. And uh, he said that he woke up and just had burns and tried to sell his story to, like, newspapers and books and, like, things like that. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not one to be like, how dare you make money from your own trauma. Like, it's your trauma. Do what you want. But... Mm-hmm. The fact that his story changed and that a doctor had to come out and be like, no, what you're saying happened isn't true. Yeah, it's a little fishy to me. Yeah. Um, so then the next one is, um, I don't know the man's name, but a man in Crown Point, New York, um, watched an episode of The Twilight Zone about spontaneously combusting. Um, and he is quoted saying... Man, my life is so boring. I wish something like this would happen to me. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then he uh, spontaneously combusted. Uh, What? Yeah, that's how he died. How long after he said that did it happen? I'm not sure. Um, And, okay, I was wrong. The episode wasn't about uh, combusting. It was, like, no one knows what, what the episode was. But he was watching it with a friend, and he was like, Man, my life is boring. I wish something... Like, what happens in the Twilight Zone would happen to me. And then he ended up spontaneously combusting. Wow. Yeah. That's definitely a case of be careful what you wish for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it, like he died? Yeah. 
I, I couldn't, there wasn't a lot of evidence for that one, but yes, he did die. Damn. Um, and then the last one actually happened in like 12 years ago in 2010. Oh, interesting. Really, really, uh, like, you know, really like current. Um, this happened in Galway, Ireland, and seven, it was 76 year old Michael uh, <laughs> I love how like I'm I'm like speaking out like these Italian and German names like pretty okay and then like Irish and like my like my blood and like Ireland and it's just like I can't say this last name. Well, you get the name together. I want to apologize. There's a lot of construction happening outside of the house right now, and it's um really loud. It sounds like they have like mm-hmm. a bus saw or something going. So if yeah. you hear that in the background, there's nothing we can do. They've been doing work on this hotel next to us for like uh, a year over a year i mean we've we've been at this apartment for a year and they were even doing it before then so um yeah just sorry about the noise <laughs> there's nothing we can do about it okay so 76 year old michael faherty in galway ireland was found dead on his living room floor um his body was thoroughly crisped that's a quote with his head lying beside his open fireplace and the ceiling space like immediately above his body did show burn marks and so did the floor that like was was underneath him but nothing else in his home was torched or burned or showed any signs of fire at all and the news of this uh like like the news of his death probably wouldn't have spread beyond like the local like area if coroner corn Corner, uh, CRN McLaughlin didn't point to spontaneous human combustion as a cause. He's quoted by saying, This fire was thoroughly investigated, and I'm left with the conclusion that this fits into the category of spontaneous human combustion, for which there is no adequate explanation. Though there are skeptics still, and not everyone is convinced, uh, people say that an ember from the fireplace could have landed on his clothing and started the fire why is it always oh yeah it could have been this little bitty thing yeah that has to be the answer (laughs) because some people just don't want to believe that things are unexplained like some people just need an explanation for everything i uh, i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's embers i don't think it's cigarettes i think there's something else at play that we are not aware of Mm -hmm. whether it's something in our bodies that we don't know that we have or something in our environment that we haven't been able to detect that's causing it. I feel like... I mean, like, obviously it has to be something, right? Yeah. To say that it's something as small as that, when it's literally impossible for it to be that... It's a stretch, for sure. It's a definite stretch. It's, like, less likely than just, like, catching on fire because something inside your body, like, touched something that wasn't supposed to touch inside your body. Like, your shirt just rubbed this material at a certain temperature and and boom you burst into flames like i will never wear clothes again thank you like if that was the case then people in the south and in california would be bursting would be bursting into flames like I, yeah i was gonna say i think there'd be a lot more cases if it was something as simple as your clothes rubbing against something at a certain temperature i mean here here in mississippi we reach 100 degree heat every day during the summer and why fine. why don't we human combust during the summer right i've never heard of anybody in mississippi doing that so Mm-hmm. I that does not make sense to me. Yeah. So 
I'm going to go over, like, what people think could cause spontaneous human combustion. And then I'm also going to go over, like, what people say whenever they don't believe in it at all. And, like, what excuses they have. Like, I've already gone over some of them. But, um, these are interesting. So. Oh, boy. Like, you know, a lot of people think that it is a real occurrence. But then, of course, there are a lot of scientists who aren't convinced. Like, they, like, scientists... A lot of scientists, like, need answers for everything. I think a lot of that has to do with, like, if I can't recreate it in an experiment, then it didn't happen. Right. Like, it's just, like, not going to write it in the books, which is why history is so screwed. But, you know, whatever. Um, so, in most cases, like, like we've read, like, the victim is completely consumed, and it's usually inside of a building. Like, inside of their home. Right. So, like, it's the not even outside. The only time that it looks like it happened outside of a building was the very first case where people saw him vomit fire, but... I'm pretty sure he was, again, like, at least inside of a building. I was gonna say, again, that's, like, from so long ago that we didn't even have that many details about it. And we're not even sure if the details that we do have were completely accurate. Mm-hmm. So. And so, coroners who are sent to the scene um, note a sweet, smoky smell in the room, which, if you don't know, if you don't have a dark mind and you haven't read a lot... Humans supposedly taste really sweet, so it would make sense that, and like, burn, describe, burning And they also like, flesh. the smell of a body is, like, sickly sweet, is yeah. how I hear a lot of people describe it. Yeah. So, like, of course, it would smell like that. Um, and, like, there are photos. <laughs> I haven't looked up any photos. I don't know if I want to. Yeah, like, I don't... Uh, like, I'm if not... If you do that, do so with caution. Yeah, just be very cautious. Like, I'm not... I'll look up crime scene photos if I know that, like, I'm not going to see pictures of, like, the body. Sometimes I will anyway if I, if it really is, like, I need to have a correct understanding of what this scene looked like. Mm-hmm. Like, with the Black Dahlia, like, they explain in detail how her body looked, but you don't fully understand until you look at her crime scene photos. Yeah. But I don't look at them to be, like, oh, that's so cool. Look what, no, that's. That's kind of gross behavior to me. For me, it's more so I really want to understand what this woman went through or what this person went through or how this scene looked whenever it was first found and how it could have possibly been tampered with afterwards or, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that. Right. But with, like, spontaneous human combustion, I just feel like there's no need to look at a photo because they're all pretty much the same. It's very straightforward. Like, it's easy to picture in your head, like, someone just sitting at their kitchen table or, like, sitting in, like their like favorite armchair i'd say if you really need to know look at one and then you've pretty much seen them all yeah so like there are photos and like like i've described in the in the cases earlier it's usually from like the torso and up that are burned ashed like beyond recognition um but like they're like fingers and legs and feet are usually left intact which makes sense because those are the coldest parts of your body because they're the mo- they're like your extremities they're mm-hmm. the furthest away from your core which is where your heat is mm-hmm. and that's where like a lot of this com- like spontaneous combustion is coming from is like from like the abdomen or the chest oh and apparently there are some people who actually did survive I just didn't find any of those stories because it says that there are like people who have caught fire. And, like, survived to tell the tale. Like, the man who sued the water heater company. Like, if he truly did spontaneously human combust, then he survived that. Mm-hmm. And, like, good on you. <laughs> um, Even though it didn't help with, you know, figuring anything out. But 
Glad you're still alive. Yeah, glad, like, glad for you're real. Survived. So, many victims um, were said, were, like, known smokers. So, like, we did cover a few that who were known smokers, who were known smokers. Um, but there are a lot more cases out there that I just didn't find that, like, they are known smokers. And so, that's, like, an excuse that people use. Like, they lit a cigarette or a cigar or a pipe. Or is their fireplace. <laughs> For the guy, the first story, you did say that the wine had, like, a higher concentration of, like, yes, alcohol. What if he drank some and it, um, like, got on his face or whatever? Because, mm-hmm. you know, sloppy drunk. You're not necessarily the best about making sure the liquid makes it to your mouthness, maybe. Right. What if he went and smoked a pipe or something? You know, whatever they were smoking back in those days. <laughs> I mean, you know that they were. But whatever yeah. they were smoking, like, he went and did that. And that, it, like, the outside of him caught on fire and possibly traveled to the inside. Or when he was, like, spitting the drink out or the smoke out or whatever it just looked like he was vomiting fire i mean it's very well what could have happened because like again like that was so long ago like the 1600s that's the only case that i could see this being a possible explanation for yeah and like maybe in cases where they're smokers like maybe they could catch themselves in fire but i still don't enough to like yeah like i don't without something else yeah (laughs) so like i said like for, like, a human body to, like, burn to ash, it has to be really, really hot, especially to do it that quickly. Um, and, like, so, okay, so some scientists explain it, explain it like, so when the body ca- catches fire, the heat, like, builds up inside as well. And so, as the heat is building up inside, like, you can't really escape that heat. If it's inside your body, you can't really escape it. And... Then, like, you also have, like, a constant steady flow of oxygen because you're breathing. (laughs) Like, you're trying to breathe. And so that only makes it worse. And so that can set up a stage for, like, spontaneous, like, combustion. But, like, the source is, like, external fire first. And then, like, your internal, like, temperature rises. And then you're breathing all this oxygen. And a spark can get into your lungs or something and catch you on fire. Which, okay, maybe. Like, yeah. I could see that happening. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, I just feel like even if these are, I feel like they could be part of what's happening, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's all of what's causing it. Right. Like, there are some cases where it's just like, but that's not even possible. Right. So, Charles Dickens, actually. Little Dickens. Um, he blames booze. <laughs> <laughs> so so in the 1850s he wrote a book um called bleak house it's like a little novel and he used spontaneous human combustion to kill off a character uh, the character was named crook and he was an alcoholic following the belief at the time that spontaneous human combustion was caused by excessive amounts of alcohol um, an American pro- prohibitionist actually used this, like, later on to help spread the notion that, like, alcohol, like, should stay banned. Uh, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. Look, okay. <laughs> this might be going on a whole other different rant, but when you do look at alcohol compared to some other things that are still illegal in a lot of our country, alcohol is definitely the worst. Um, I'm speaking, like, in terms of, like, weed. Yeah. Like, marijuana. 
um alcohol is definitely not good for you really in any in any sense but i banning it why would you why would you use human combustion to say (laughs) yeah stop drinking alcohol and like why would you use it from like a like a like a like a non like like a fictional novel like why would you use right. that like why wouldn't you use and use it as something that could actually happen but so yeah. he wrote things that were supposed to be it's like fiction but it's like realistic fiction right yes his, his things are fictional stories but like they have like some truth in them so it's not like yeah. fantastical like it's things that could actually happen like i could see edgar Allan poe writing about human combustion more so than oh, charles yeah. dickens yeah but whatever pop off dude yeah so he 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 did kill off a character that way um so some more scientific um reasons so one widespread like scientific belief is that methane inside the body is the cause so methane is highly flammable Mm -hmm. methane is pretty much like fart gas (laughs) so like whenever you like fart like it's methane that, that your body is, like, excluding, exclude, excluding. So why don't we have cows that are combusting? That's exactly the point. Okay. Okay. Yes. Cows have way more methane in them than humans do. Way more. Like, way to the more. point where it's affecting the atmosphere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cows are probably the biggest greenhouse, like, killers <laughs> of the environment at the moment. Um, which is why, like, veganism is not sustainable for the environment. But that's a whole other rant. I don't follow, but... Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. um, So, what they think is that methane builds up in the gut. Like, it's caused by, like, bacteria in, in like, the gut. The, your guts? What? I'm just, I'm just sitting here thinking, anytime I have gas pains, I'm going to be afraid I'm going to human combust. <laughs> See, at first, my biggest fear was that, oh, it's not going to be gas. It could be my appendix rupturing or something like that. Well, that, or it's, like, I need to go to the bathroom. But now, my biggest fear is going to be, oh, it's going to be fire. Oh, no. My biggest worry was I was going to shit myself. <laughs> now my worry is I'm going to combust myself. <laughs> oh, so, anyways. So, the theory is that, like, methane builds up and is somehow ignited by enzymes. So, like, proteins in your body. And, like, they do, like, a chemical reaction and it just ignites. <laughs> but yet, this begs the question of why there are no reported instances of spontaneous combustion in cows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you're telling me that the same enzymes in my body that can't properly break down dairy can possibly catch myself on fire. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so don't eat dairy. You'll catch on fire. <laughs> just add that to the list of my chaoticness. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. See, like, it's not just because dairy, like, can break you out. It's, like, dairy can set you on fire. So don't eat dairy. Like, just don't do that. You know what? Just don't have enzymes. Don't yeah. be a human. You know what? what? What's just, wrong with you? J- just get rid of your, like, intestines entirely. Just stop eating. Become a cyborg. Become a plant. Photosynthesize. Photosynthesis. Photosynthesis. <laughs> <laughs> okay look just a little like you know like we're just saying i'm not making fun of these like scientific no uh, No. like theories at all making fun of the people who died from this or even the people that are coming up with these theories it's just making fun of the actual theories themselves because some of them just don't sound all that 
Yeah. Probable. Okay. I mean, like, this is, like, you know, like, it's solid scientific words, but, like, it's just, it's like, yeah, it's there. And, like, something, like, chemical reactions, you know. And also, I do want to say, we're not scientists yeah, no. or... <laughs> Literally only one of us even has a college degree, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's no, not we're me. not. Um, my- so we might not know anything about, you know, some of this stuff could actually be true. We just don't have enough science facts right. to know. But from what I do know, I do not think that enzymes are causing these people to explode. Yeah. So another theory. Uh, static electricity. So um, it's also suggested that a fire can begin... Whenever static electricity builds up, um, inside the body. So, like, not outside the body, you know, like, you get, like, static electricity outside of your body, and then you go touch somebody else, and you, like, get, like, a jolt of electricity. It's not that. It's like that, but inside your body, uh, somehow. And that can, like, I don't know, cause you to catch on fire. Again, not, not a lot of, you know theory to that one but that's a theory (laughs) i mean static electricity i can see if this wasn't coming from inside of people right like if this was coming from their clothes or from something next to them yes mm -hmm. i could see it but the fact this is coming from inside of their bodies i don't think it's static electricity like again like we're not scientists but like it's very hard to think about how static electricity can happen inside the body because everything in there is like wet you know, and static electricity doesn't really happen, but, like, in liquids, like, it happens whenever, like, fabric, or, like, you rub up against a certain metal or something. Or you, it's, yeah, you touch, like, an outlet and you, you shock yourself. Right. It doesn't, like, like, I understand, like, electric currents can travel through liquid, so, like, maybe you have an electric current travel through your body into your internal organs, but, like, mm-hmm. again, that's a stretch. Right. But, like, that that's a very long way for a electricity... For like for like an electric signal to travel, especially the human body, because we're conductive to a certain extent. But like my brain was saying, yeah, we're conducive. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew that wasn't the right word, so I was waiting to try to figure it out. And then you said it, and I realized how wrong I was. Conducive. D- doesn't that mean like you come to a conclusion or something? I don't know. Oh boy. <laughs> We're again a college degree, but I, I only took one science class. It was very basic, and I only took lit for for any kind of English. So just oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <I just laughs> me okay, okay. I knew it was a C. It was a kind something word. <laughs> so here's another theory by a self proclaimed expert on spontaneous human combustion. His name is Larry Arnold. Of course, we'd have two first names. Um, he has suggested that the phenomena is the work of a new subatomic particle called a pyroton. Just want you to think about that. Pyroton. A new atomic, like a subatomic particle. So you only know, have like electrons, neutrons, and protons that make up every cell. I remember that much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but apparently we have a new subatomic particle that's called a pyroton. Pyroton. That's just so a fire. Like fire. Yeah, pyroton. It sounds like it sounds like a villain name. <laughs> Check out Marvel's newest villain, Pyrotine. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, sorry. Sounds like a Power Rangers uh, villain. Oh my god. Like whenever they have like the so big the mechs. Megatron, they break out the, the Pyrotine. Pyrotine. <laughs> oh 
Okay, anyways. So oh, his theory is that a pyroton exists and that it can interact with cells to create a mini explosion. But as of August 2018, there's no scientific evidence that proves that this particle exists. So makes sense. <laughs> Checks out, chief. Yeah, like we don't have a pyroton in our body. We have protons, neutrons, and electrons. That's it. Like when we found all these things, wouldn't we have also found the pyroton to begin with? Yeah, you would think, unless so... it's like a mutation. But like, but like, but a mutation at the molecular level, like that, that small. I mean, all mutations happen at a molecular level. I mean, you're right, but <laughs> what I mean is like to the point that there's a new uh, molecule. Yeah, and also if it was like changes like that, then like why was it happening in the 1600s? Right. When like I don't even think like these like so like subatomic particles weren't discovered until like the 1900s. I do believe. And it, like, we would have found it then. Yeah. When we found all the others, mm -hmm. so. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. that has definitely been debunked. Like, pyrotons do not exist. Sorry, Larry or Arnold. Your first two names. Your two first names did you no good in this case. But you can pitch that name to the Power Rangers and see how it goes. <laughs> hey, you might just get some money for that idea. You might get a buck out of it anyway. I mean, we should also get some money because we came up with the. Yeah, two. we gave you the idea, dude. Make sure to give us credit. credit. Yeah. So, we don't even need money. We just want credit. <laughs> so, now we're going to look into, like, just, like, completely debunking it, like, entirely. So, if spontaneous human combustion isn't real, then what's the explanation? Hmm? And so, a possible explanation is the Wick effect, which was... <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. You just... <laughs> you just... <laughs> What's the explanation? <laughs> but it was so, so quiet, just a part of your sentence, like, <laughs> I was dying. This is why I don't speak publicly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I'm just in a giggly ass mood today, but that was so <laughs> You need to leave the room. What's the possible explanation? <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna finish this episode alone. Keep the microphone um, so far away. <laughs> okay. You might hear her cackling in the background. Just or tea kettling. Just um, ignore the witch. <laughs> Burn the witch. <laughs> well, Burn the witch. Well, how do you know that she's a witch? She turned me into a newt. Wait, I don't get that. Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Oh, it's been so long since I've Aww. seen it. Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelled <laughs> of elderberries. <laughs> yeah, my main quote. Tis but a scratch. Tis but a scratch. Tis but a flesh wound. <laughs> There's this whole scene where, like, they're trying to, like, burn a woman for being a witch. Just, like, like, just for the hell of it. And, like, the guy goes, well, how do you know that she's a witch? And this one guy goes, she turned me into a newt. And then they all look at him, and he's like a human. He goes, well, I got better. <laughs> no big deal, boss. You turned back into a human, so you're totally fine. No need to burn the witch. Which was a temporary measure. <laughs> was this temporary setback? I, hey, I'd be grateful to have been turned into a new, like, just saying. Like, you had a, you had a chance to be an animal for a second, uh, my guy. Oh, my goodness. You know how many of us want to be animorphs? Come on. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oh, we're 
going off on tangents. Like I said, keep the mic so Anyways, anyways. <laughs> so, like I was saying, a <laughs> possible explanation is the wick effect. So, when, a, when lit by a cigarette, a smoldering ember or another heat source uh, the human that the human body, like, act, like, com- touches, uh, <laughs> acts like the inside out candle? Acts like so an like the, inside like out candle. the wick is on the outside? No, the wick is on the inside. No. Wicks no. Already yep, you're place. right. You're right. You're right. The wick is on the outside. So I like- make candles, <laughs> Haley. I know how they work. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> It's not how candles work anymore. What you knew about candles has been <laughs> wrong your entire life. So anyways, so like your skin is the wick and then like the fat inside your body is like is the wax. Mix? Okay. That like sure. Makes sense, okay. Yeah. And so uh, um so when your skin or the the wax or the no, when your skin, the wick ignites, it just keeps burning. So in the human body like I said, the the fat acts as the wax, the flammable substance, and the fat, whenever it burns, it soaks into the clothing, which then leads to more fl- flammability, and then you just, like, burst into, like, a flames. And uh, scientists say that this is what could explain why bodies are destroyed, and yet the surroundings are fine. I'm not sure if I explained that very well, but... Like an inside-out candle. It kind of makes sense because um, I read a book. I can't remember what the name of the book was, but it was about indigenous people, like in the north, in Antarctica, um, in Alaska, and I, I think it's just Alaska. I don't think it's Antarctica, but it, it, it's been a long time. No one lives but in way, Antarctica. Yeah. That, okay, so it's Alaska, <laughs> but the indigenous people in Alaska used to use seal fat as like fuel for their lamps Mm -hmm. so it would make sense that human fat could act the same way right so like your skin is the wick your skin catches fire burns down to the fat your fat melts gets onto your clothing and then just reignites but that that still would be coming from the inside from the outside in not the inside out which is where most of these cases are saying happened well yes um but it could look that way because, like, you, like, because, like, there's, like, little evidence left behind. Because, like, their whole body is pretty much ash. Yeah. And so, no one really knows. I mean, like, people can kind of reason that it comes from, like, the chest or the abdomen. Because the upper body is burned and the legs are fine. So, it makes sense that it comes from, like, the, ab- the abdomen and the chest. Because heat rises. Mm-hmm. So, for, like, your lower legs to be fine and then the rest of your body gone has to come from the abdomen. You know? So, like, that's, that is a likely explanation. I feel like the way that uh, the original scientist, uh, what was his name, the way that he tried to explain it, it didn't make sense. What was his name? Brian, Brian Ford. Um Yeah, the way that he tried to explain it, the way that he tried to, like, re, like, test it and experiment with, like, pig fat, that just isn't going to work the same. Makes sense. Especially on, like, he's using pig fat from a dead pig, obviously, not a live subject, because we don't experiment on live things. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that, that, that could be an explanation. Could be. 
It's the most likely one. Yeah. For I'll give it that it's the most likely explanation, but I still don't. I think there's something else at play that we're just not seeing. Mm-hmm. So someone else actually did another experiment um, on a pig for, like, this, like, wick theory. And this is forensic scientist John DeHaan. And this was uh, televised on BBC. So people were able to watch this. Uh, in 1998, uh, the experiment began. It was a dead pig, not, not a live one, because that's unethical. Um, so he wrapped the pig in a blanket. And then lit the the blanket on fire. And as he watched, er, uh, like the as he watched everything burn, he noticed that the that the animal's body fat was liquefying and adding more fuel to the fire. So like the theory that that part of the theory checks out. <clears throat> By the time he put out the flames, like a few hours a few hours later, the slow intense burn had converted a large percentage of the pig's flesh and bone into ash. So it was hot enough to burn a pig to ash. In, like, mm-hmm. a few hours. But again, from what we've seen from a lot of these people, this happened in minutes, not hours. Well... From what we've been able to see. Well, the thing is, we don't really know how long those people were burning for, because only a few were witnessed, and they were stopped before it went too far. Or I mean, it went far, because obviously that one woman still passed away. But, like, they were able to stop it before... It went far, far, you know, way before they turned to ash. So it could take a few hours to burn a human like that. Right. <clears throat> you still would just think that even if the fat is what's being used as the fuel, the fire would still catch to some other, like the straw bed. Straw mo- should have most definitely caught on fire. Yeah. And like um, in the experiment, the rest of the room suffered very little damage, just like seen in the others. So like this is a very, like this is still very, very likely so the pig, the only thing that remained of the pig were the feet, and this is very consistent with other reports of spontaneous human combustion, leaving feet or hands behind, because you know our first theory was because like because like fingers and legs and feet are so far away from the abdomen, which is where we think the fires are starting. That like the fires just not going to reach it. What this says is that there's so little fat on the extremities and most people's legs like you may not think you do but you have a lot more muscle in your legs than you do and like anywhere else in your body unless you like work out your whole body because your legs have to support the entire weight of your body like 100 plus pounds makes sense so your legs have a lot of have typically have a lot more muscle than the rest of your body and then your feet and hands have very very little fat if any at all um so that's why they don't burn and they're less likely to burn like if the wick effect is what causes this um but then again like in some instances there was like a greasy substance that was left on the floors or the walls um and like there's not really a solid explanation for that one like there is for like the combustion and like the feet and stuff not burning people like scientists just think that it's just a residue that's produced from like the burning of the fat okay so yeah that all checks out but they still don't know what's causing these people to catch on fire in the first place. Right, like, I can understand, okay, so, like, the people who smoke. I could see, like, especially with the old woman who who uh, burned, who burned in her armchair, you know, she took sleeping pills, and she had a lit cigarette. Okay, so she falls asleep, and her, like, she starts to catch on fire, and her 
like the wake effect happens and she's she's not able to do anything because it like it just happens all so fast and she's like engulfed in flames Mm -hmm. and then you know hopefully she she died soon after engulfing in flames not having to deal with like the burning sensation for too long i would think even with sleeping pills wouldn't she have woken up from the pain she was older so she could have had some like extra strength like sleeping medicine which like there have been cases where someone takes like really really strong like sleeping medicine and they they don't wake up through anything this is why i don't take sleeping pills like almost like it's actually illegal now but like back in the day like doctors would give out basically like like an anesthetic like a like anesthesia to like for people to take at home so they would be out for hours and not be able to not to be like easily woken up i'll take insomnia please yeah (laughs) um i don't want this to happen to me but yeah that's all i have on spontaneous human combustion yeah the the i think the wick effect makes a lot of sense some sense it's it still just seems like we need to figure out what the cause, like the initial cause of the fire Well, is. it's really hard to do that because, like, it's I found, like, left. 12, 13 cases. And, like, a lot of these people like, didn't have witnesses. Like, I think only, like, two or th- like, three of them had people who stopped it mid-happening. So, like, the guy with the blue flames coming out of his chest. I... That the wick effect does not explain that no. <laughs> blue fire coming out of or his, the vomiting uh, of fire from or the, the vomiting of fire. It could just be like, tra- like I said earlier, like a translation thing or something. Uh, oh my goodness, I'm sorry, we just Mike. assaulted you. We are so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and then like the woman who like burst into flames in front of her elderly father, like they were able to put her out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. It is. It's interesting, but we do also need to remember at the end of the day that these are actual people that these are happening to. So, mm-hmm. um, while I was extremely giggly, I am fully respectful of the people who lost their lives to this, and I am very sad this is a thing that happens in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it is extremely, extremely rare, so like, don't go thinking that you're going to catch on fire if you... If you smoke or if you're around people who smoke, like, it's, prob- it's probably not going to happen. It's very, very rare. And but and then, and then again, like, we still don't know if it is from, like, cigarettes or smoking or... Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. At the yeah. end of the day, we still don't know what's the cause of it. We probably so. may never know. Because the last case reported was 2010. Yeah. So. When there was, like, a hundred years between cases and some some points mm-hmm. so yeah we may not ever know because it's something that's so rare all right well i uh, want to uh share something mm-hmm. real quick yes and i i want to kind of incorporate this okay and we'll see what you think okay so Loie lane just tweeted oh yes i did i think i know what this is about i is... don't think you did it's from 30 minutes ago oh okay she said, told corpse he could sleep on my titties, and he called them safe points. I'm on the floor. <laughs> Me too. I'm going to go lay on the floor. I'm going to set my little sim plum bomb up and like have him open for business. I want to start calling in the end of our episodes the safe point. This is the safe point. 
<laughs> something about it just sounds like yeah that, that fits <laughs> yeah see okay so we've been looking for something to do at the end of our episodes to kind of like end it off on a better note and then just kind of being like okay bye and then, like, and yeah. and then it's awkward and it's like it's a, yeah yeah we're just done yeah um so yeah i think that could be part of our ending yeah this is our save this point, is our save point. <laughs> i like that make especially sure, make, we're sure gamers. You, make sure you press pause save your file and we will see you guys next time i like that I don't remember what I just said. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good thing it's recorded. Good thing it's recorded. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will be back on Thursday. Back on Thursday. Um, talking about whatever we feel like. Exactly. We're going to leave our <laughs> socials down below, also some resource links, um, the sources for the research for this episode as well. So many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, that's going to be it from us until Thursday, guys. Make sure to pause and save your file. And we'll see you next time. Bye.